Are you tired of your content not getting the reach it deserves? Change that at Grow With Video Summit. From May 23rd through the 25th, join industry leaders like Gary Vee, Ali Abdal, Patrick Bet David, Cody Sanchez, and more for strategies that will elevate your visibility and engagement. So go to summit.thinkmedia.com to secure your ticket. Just click the link in the description or go to summit.thinkmedia.com. So my YouTube channel just got 375% more views than last month and grew by 50,000 subscribers in less than 28 days. However, this growth could actually be hurting my YouTube channel. And so in this episode of the Think Media Podcast, we're actually going to be talking about YouTube shorts. And I have 10 lessons, tips, and warnings about YouTube shorts. It's kind of like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as I was brainstorming this episode, uh, myself and the Think Media team actually came up with some different titles. And here's some of the titles that didn't make the cut, but I want to share these with you to give you an idea of what we're about to cover. So here's the first one. YouTube shorts are like drugs. We had a wild night, but dang, the next day sucked. That one didn't make the cut, but that was one of the titles. Uh, here's another one. Why I love and hate YouTube shorts. How about this? YouTube shorts, kind of like Post Malone's relationship with alcohol. Kind of dark, but these are just brainstorms. You know, when you're brainstorming titles, you got to come up. Uh, here's another one. YouTube shorts ruined my YouTube channel. And then finally, YouTube shorts are awesome, but they kind of suck. So anyways, those are some titles that didn't make the cut. And as a side note, it is always good, I think, to brainstorm titles. Eventually, we landed with the painful truth about YouTube shorts. And so in this episode, I'm excited to get into these 10 tips, lessons, warnings from massive growth. In fact, 17 million new views in the last 28 days, more like 15 on Think Media, our main channel, 375% more views than usual. It's pretty wild. And so uh, I've got a lot of insights to share with you and lessons that I've learned. If you haven't heard, we're doing a three-day YouTube challenge that's all about how to make big money on YouTube with a small channel, how to get your first or next 1,000 subscribers, what's working to grow on YouTube in 2023, and what's been changing on the platform, and how to build a full-time income without needing to be famous. And so if that sounds interesting to you, and if you would just say, you're serious about growing on YouTube and either starting or growing your channel, I highly recommend that you register for this free challenge and you can go to learnvideo2023.com or of course, check out the show notes to register. But let's talk about what we've been learning here at Think Media when it comes to YouTube Shorts. Number one, the YouTube Shorts feed is the key to getting massive viral traffic on YouTube. So. A few shorts really broke out for us at Think Media, and the result was that in the last 28 day, days, we got 17.4 million views on YouTube shorts. Now, where did the majority of those views come from? 94.2% came from the shorts feed. So to be clear, if you're new to YouTube shorts, they're vertical videos that are less than 60 seconds. And typically on YouTube, you can get discovered on the homepage, somebody could search for something and they might find you on the page there. You can even get uh, views on YouTube from Google because someone Googles something and they find one of your videos. Um, channel pages, 
playlists. There's just different traffic sources. But the Shorts feed essentially invented a new form of traffic, kind of like a Facebook feed, kind of like you're scrolling and refreshing on Instagram. There's now in the YouTube app, the ability to look at the Shorts feed. And so virality in terms of Shorts and in terms of what we experienced is tapping into the Shorts feed. Now, our most viral video um, got 11.2 million views, one video in just the last 28 days. It actually has more than that. That's how many views it got in the last 28 days. It's been out for a long time, but I'm skipping ahead in terms of my points. And so um, this video was about, I interviewed Patrick Bet David for Valuetainment. And I sat down with him and um, asked him questions about all kinds of things. And one of the questions I asked him was about Mr. Beast, uh, people claiming, oh, him being offered a billion dollars for his empire and him turning it down. And so it was a trending news story. I was with somebody who is smart and somewhat perhaps known. Um, I think, let me know if you know PBD, um, Valuetainment, and he is also very articulate and had a lot of thoughtful things to say about it. I'll come back with some lessons about the video. Of course, Mr. Beast, we'd call this trend surfing or influence surfing. And then it was edited well, it was a fascinating conversation. And there's some reasons why it kind of broke out. But this one video got 11.2 million views, which by the way, is I want to say the most viral video that Think Media has ever seen now. So what's wild is that in my career of being on YouTube since 2007, when I first started a, a channel for my church, I've never gotten that many views. And this short is not stopping. And there's other ones. This is just the biggest one, which is fascinating. You know, if all we cared about was views, then it would appear that these are the greatest days of YouTube. But I would argue that's not true. But hey, it's cool to get 11.2 million views. Now, another interesting fact is that this particular short at scale, millions of people have watched it and a lot are watching it every day. The average percentage viewed of this 48 second short is 91.4%. There's a secret for you that I've heard others confirm that if you can get over 90% percentage viewed on a short, another way to put it is basically close to completion. The video is 48 seconds long and the average person is watching it all the way until 44 seconds. By the way, at the time of recording this Think Media podcast, every two days, this short is getting 2.1 million views. It's going parabolic in a, if, you know, compared to what we normally get. Now, here's number one. Creators are experiencing exponential and rapid growth through shorts. The shorts feed is also the key traffic for going viral. All right, number two, post shorts and wait. Post YouTube shorts but then wait. So Sean, you posted this short. Did, did it go viral right away? It didn't. In fact, check this out. It blew up at day 150, 150 days after it was posted. Now it did all right. It was doing okay. But when it shot up, it was day 150. So one thing when it comes to this kind of a good YouTube philosophy in general is commit to the process, commit to posting and then be patient because videos can take off later and they may not take off instantly. And so post shorts and wait. Number three, shorts don't pay very well. If your plan is to get monetized on YouTube, good plan. But if that's your plan on how you want to quit your job, go part-time, full-time, make a living, 
in my opinion, it's not actually a very good plan for the average creator. But what's amazing is in our community, right, we are seeing lots of people go full time without needing to be famous, without needing to ever go viral. Now, what's cool is on their journey, they will go viral here and there. Uh, and we call it VFM, viral for me, because depending on your niche, it's not about millions of views. It's about thousands of the right views. But ultimately, when it comes to earning money on YouTube, YouTube shorts do not pay very well. So this breakout short, 11.2 million views, earned me $536.74. Now, by the way, it's pretty cool. You know, 500 like a little walking around money, right? 536 bucks is a good, it's that pays your bills, pays half your car payment based on the average American car payment. Plus you got insurance. Um, that's not 11 million views for 500 bucks. Let me give you some numbers of what's happening over on our Think Media channel. Longs and lives. So traditional YouTube videos and live streams, we get around 4 million views every month. And that's been just like clockwork. It's ranged from, 3.8 to 4.3. And that's like our baseline. However, that earns the channel a $7.36 RPM in the last 28 days. What is RPM? How much do we earn per thousand views? $7.36, which equates to nearly $30,000. Pretty good. So Think Media in the last month has earned $30,000 approximately from long form video. Shorts on the other hand, and that's from 4 million views. Shorts got 17 million views total across all the shorts last 28 days. And we earned $900 total. The RPM, every thousand views we get on shorts, we earn six cents compared to $7.36. So the comparison of how much you earn from YouTube shorts versus long form videos is, the delta is shocking. It's like, it's wild. That's why I was coming up with titles like YouTube Shorts, why I love and hate YouTube Shorts, why YouTube Shorts are kind of awesome, but actually sort of suck. And I mean, it's cool to get the views, but like, what does that even mean? So number three, YouTube Shorts don't pay number very well. Number four, YouTube Shorts can grow your subscribers quickly. The breakout short that we had, 17 million views, grew our channel 9,400 subscribers. In the last 28 days, YouTube Shorts grew us 12,000 subscribers. This breakout short is getting 2.1 million views every two days. That is just some absolute, you want to talk about like highs and lows and roller coaster of YouTube. 2.1 million views every two days is how much this one breakout short. Our second place one's getting 500,000 views every two days. And our third place one's getting 280,000 views every two days. And these guys are in the shorts feed man, they're, they're, they're burning. It's we're it's, it's, it's time to ride. Like we're crushing. And then our fourth place best viewed video is long form, long form, long form. And then we go back into shorts. What's been fascinating is in my real time views, which is in your analytics is where you dive in and see, uh, at this view, I think you're seeing your top 30 or your top 20 and shorts is now for us taking over about half of those spots. So no doubt about it, like there's something about using YouTube shorts, posting YouTube shorts, being patient and waiting, and the fact that you can get a lot of views and you can get a lot of subscribers. Number five, though, is subscribers don't matter as much as you think they do. 
period, across the, the board, I would argue. This is my thesis. And if you're here live on the YouTube channel, I'm curious, do you have a lot more subscribers than views? Are you posting YouTube shorts? What are the results you've been getting lately? What's your opinion on the matter? But Business Insider recently did an article that said YouTube subscribers are quickly becoming an outdated relic. And that in a 2023 world, there's channels with millions of subscribers that are getting thousands of views. And there's channels with thousands of subscribers that are getting millions of views. So really subscriber subscribers are kind of a vanity metric. And here's what some creators have been saying. Some of the businesses, coaching creators, or rather like brand deal companies and agencies, they've been telling creators that having subscribers is cool, but it doesn't really matter if they don't care about you as a person. We're going to come back to that. Especially in the world of short form content where your viewers are one swipe away from moving on to someone else. Think about your own behavior. I've actually been consuming more YouTube shorts. Last night after uh, I went to this leaders gathering, I then picked up some groceries from Safeway um, for my wife in Lake Stevens, Washington, came home. I heard you're not supposed to eat three hours before bed. Um, and so what I did was I came home and ate like, the equivalent of four dinners, um, right before bed. So, you know, not always making the best decisions. And as I sat at our kitchen table and, uh, it was sushi that I got from Safeway. It's pretty good. And, um, as I sat there eating uh, supper at 10 36 PM, I was, um, it was actually my fourth dinner too. Who cares? That has nothing to do with today's topic. It does because I was sitting there watching shorts. So I was swiping on my phone. And what I realized was while I loved a lot of the content that YouTube algorithm was was serving me, I was impartial to who the content was coming from. Like I wasn't looking at the channel. I wasn't subscribed. I didn't subscribe to anybody. Having subscribers is cool, but it doesn't matter if they don't care about you as a person, especially in a world of short form content where viewers are one swipe away from moving on to someone else. And where a lot of the content I was watching, and this is interesting because our breakout short is ultimately me interviewing Patrick Bed David talking about Mr. Beast. So the real question is, you know, whose brand are you building? And are you really building a connection or are you just getting a view? And a lot of the content I was watching, y'all ever see David Goggins content? You see this guy, you know, he would like be running. It'll be like, he'll be like, I got an email from a 22 year old. He said, how do you stay motivated? I told him, I said, you got to just wake up, punch fear in the face and press record. You know, David Goggins, you ever heard of him? If you didn't, that was kind of a weird little uh, caveat. And so I'm seeing like David Goggins content everywhere. He's like this insane. He like broke the pull-ups record, but they're from channels that are not actually him. And so if you see different creators or different clips or different OPC, and it very well could be OPC stands for other people's content. It very well could be used under fair use. And it is a potential approach to YouTube, but Whose brand are you building and have you made a connection? And so a lot of creators and influencer marketing executives agree that a rapidly growing subscriber count does not necessarily translate into success and longevity that YouTube fame otherwise bought, brought creators. That's why one of my potential titles for this podcast was why YouTube shorts ruined my channel because we're getting all these subscribers, but I'm like, what does it mean really? You know, what are we really accomplishing here? And I have more questions than answers for you because we're in the wild, wild west of this. We're out here on the Oregon Trail, pioneering new land, trying to figure this thing out. Number six, making mistakes in your video can trigger engagement. Making mistakes and lead in for this one because this is a very tactical thing that's interesting. So number six, making mistakes 
in your video can trigger engagement. Here's what's fascinating. And if you haven't seen this video, you might find it entertaining. So one of the case studies we're talking about is shorts are 50% of our real-time views right now about our top viewed videos. They're generating 17 million views in just a couple of weeks on our channel. Not only are they breaking out, but they're causing other shorts to break out on the channel, which they are building our brand because there's, there's Omar has got a short that's crushing. And I've got one where I'm being interviewed is crushing. And then there's another one where I'm talking direct to camera that's crushing. So they are kind of like creating a, a loop that are promoting each other, which is really great. However, the biggest one is me interviewing Patrick Bet David talking about Mr. Beast being offered a billion dollars. Here's what's funny. The comments are the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. So what PBD does is he goes, hey, let's do some simple math. And he pulls out and he starts just doing math on his phone, which was pretty much, it was pretty easy for me to follow. I don't know if it was right or not, because I wouldn't be the, uh, you don't want me reviewing your math. You know what I mean? Like, hey dad, can you proof like my math to see if I got the equations right? Like that's not gonna be, that's, don't, don't put me in that role. But the comments are like simple math. And, and apparently maybe like the math was nonsensical. It didn't really make sense. It, it wasn't even an accurate assessment of how you would ca calculate Mr. Beast's channel value or his views value. But here's why this is a good thing is watch what happened. Patrick Bed David, he says, let's do some simple math, which is almost like the beginning of a story or it's an open loop. So he's like, okay, let's think about how many views this channel's got and what are those views worth? And, and he goes on and on and he goes, yeah, so basically that'd be like a billion dollars. So I think absolutely like him being offered a billion dollars. What ended up happening were people like, that was so dumb. Like that was the wrong way to calculate it or that was such a bad way of calculating it. But here is the strategy and the tip. Not even that it was a strategy, but it can be, and I got an example, making mistakes in your video can trigger engagement. If people, if people go nuts, they're like, horrible math. They're like, yeah, right. But once the opening up of the loop of the equation of needing to hear, okay, where's he going with this? How is he coming to this conclusion? And it carries you until the end of the video. So average view duration is maxed out because of the mistake. Let me go a little bit deeper. I was at Social Media Marketing World, Austin Armstrong, has been blowing up with vertical video across platforms. And he actually has a very interesting tactic that he's learned in terms of, he actually purposely makes mistakes in his videos. And here's what I mean. So he does um, a lot of videos like rating top websites for business owners or like cool websites, like five websites that'll help you do this. But one of the things he'll do is he'll purposefully mispronounce words. For example, he'll say like, as the philosopher Socrates says, and it should be Socrates, but he'll say Socrates and boom, the comments go viral. Like people go, oh, this guy's so dumb. He said, Socrates, how dare you dishonor the greatest philosopher? Now, the way he figured this out was by actually accidentally making mistakes as humans do and then realizing it triggered something. Because again, it was like just me talking to PBD. He's just like quickly doing a very approximate estimation of how a business could come to the conclusion that they should offer Mr. Beast a billion dollars. And so it's, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's like, relax, but the internet is undefeated. And so when you make a mistake, just something to consider, it triggers engagement. And so he started to realize like, okay, if I actually purposely make mistakes or purposefully include things that are weird or, or awkward, 
And so it's actually become a part of his community and his tribe even. For example, one of the things he does is he shares his screen. And this is just Austin stuff. I'm not saying whether you should or should do this, just sharing insider information. He opens up software on his computer and he's screen sharing. And what he actually will do is he'll create folders next to the software he's about to open. And it'll say something like, downloads Hunter Biden's laptop. It'll like say, like next to it, it'll say something super, like kind of like a sketchy folder, like the Mar-a-Lago Trump files or something like that. So what'll happen is, is as he's just going in to teach you how to use a software and he goes to his desktop and he double clicks the software and opens up, he doesn't say anything about it, is somebody will spot it. They'll start a debate and a conversation. Did you see what was on his desktop? Oh my gosh. Watch time doubles because they have to re-watch it. You can't scroll on shorts or vertical videos. And what will actually happen is new people that discovers his, his content will go to the comments and they'll be like, oh, this is so, you know, what the heck, dude? Who is this guy? Like, why does he have downloads from Hunter Biden's laptop on his computer? Like all this different stuff. And then his core audience will be like, obviously, you're new here because it's kind of like a, a, a joke or an ongoing theme. If you know him kind of like in the Simpsons, there's like always something different written on the chalkboard by Bart Simpson. Like he's always writing something different in the folder next to the, and, uh, anyways, the lesson is making mistakes can in your video can trigger engagement. Now, maybe you don't want to like force a mistake. It feels weird. And I, I would agree with that. You're not like, it's kind of a weird thing to do. Here's why this is super empowering. I think that a lot of people would be afraid of the pushback or they want to be perfect or they want to get all the information right. I want to encourage you to just post videos. This wasn't a strategy. It was me and PBD talking, him just doing some basic math and the math not being like perfectly set up as lawyers would do contracts of a you know negotiation for what a company is worth in the greater economy. It was just like some homey math, you know, just sitting down. But people will get upset about mistakes. Oh, you didn't say Socrates, you know, Socrates, right? You said Socrates. So for what it's worth, I mean, we learned this, making mistakes in your video can trigger engagement. And so I've got 10 total tips for you. We're on number six. But if you're liking these kind of this kind of tactical stuff, this is the fun stuff we've been learning. And this is why I'm so excited for the three-day challenge that's coming up. So again, if you haven't registered yet, today's podcast is brought to you by LearnVideo2023.com. It's been, we only do probably max four of these a year. And the next one's coming up for three days, five sessions with some special guests. We are going to be talking all about YouTube and how to get your first or next 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, but also a lot of the tactics that are working right now for growth. So what's working to grow on YouTube in 2023 and what's been changing on the platform, I highly recommend registering and you can check out the show notes or just go to, you know, learn video. 2023.com to register for the Tube 1K challenge that is happening soon. Number seven is YouTube Shorts viewers are typically a younger audience. Now, I understand that this data is a little bit subjective. Number one, I think, I think we actually probably would all know that and agree on that anyways. But I can let you inside of Think Media's behind the scenes. And our long form videos from an audience age of 18 to 25, that's 30% of our viewers are 18 to 25 on Think Media. If I click just shorts, which it's cool, 
YouTube studio now allows you to segment all videos versus shorts versus videos versus lives, all of them combined. So you see an 11, actually a 12% if we're being exact, um, more of a younger audience is watching shorts than our main videos. So that's just some data internally to kind of prove that fact. And here's why that's important is even when it comes to CPMs, people go, man, how does CPMs and RPMs, which is the technical terms for how YouTube determines how much to pay you. You know, how do I earn more money on YouTube? What are some of the factors that influence that? Well, some of the things that influence that is quote unquote, the quality of the audience, the way the world works and economics work has a lot to do with like buying power. You know, you can't sell a BMW or a Mercedes to somebody who can't afford it. Actually, you probably can. They just get a loan and okay. Um, but you know, you can't sell something. You can't, somebody that can't afford a $10 million home is not the clientele for a $10 million home. So those are some extreme examples of saying this. Typically, older audiences command higher YouTube revenue. Typically, more affluent audiences, let's just call it professionals. Professionals, business owners, entrepreneurs, people, decision makers and companies that buy software, you know, the tech industry. This is why YouTube channels based on personal finance, technology, medicine, and channels that reach elder millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, typically can earn more. Different nations and countries have different buying power and spending power. So that's why advertise, see, why would advertisers, again, advertise a $10 million house to people who can't actually purchase the house. They wouldn't, or they would be foolish in doing so. Knowing that that's how this works, that goes back to why I love and hate YouTube shorts, is quality seems kind of like a, could be a harsh world, because all people are valuable. And, you know, but quality in terms of, again, is it just a shallow viewer? Is it, for Think Media Podcasts, speaking directly to you, you know, we're trying to help you build a real business. We're helping, we're trying to help you think like a contentpreneur, like Jay-Z says, I'm not a businessman. I am a business man. And so you getting millions of views from people who would never do business with you based on the money plan you create for your YouTube channel, what good is it? And if reaching a younger audience is like makes you feel good because of vanity metrics, but doesn't actually help you reach your business goals, again, then what's the point? Saying that 45 to 64 age 45 to 64 on Think Media, I combined them, is still 7% of the 17 million views we got in the last couple of weeks. So to also say, well, only young people watch shorts would be untrue. Now it's a much smaller percentage and it was actually only 1% of 65 and up and 1% of like 55 to 65 and then 5% of 45 to 55. But if we combine that as seven, appreciate you. You never knew I was going to do this much math on the podcast. 119,000 45-year-olds to 65-year-olds watched Think Media shorts in the last 28 days. So one of the things that I'm learning is that the shorts numbers are like empty calories. They're really big. It, they even look impressive. But a lot of times they're kind of exaggerated. They can make you think a little illogically. 
However, I'm, I'm not going to the extreme to say they're completely empty calories. 119,000 people. And inside of your YouTube studio, you can actually look inside and see how many re returning viewers and how many new viewers. One of the things that's been happening at Think Media is we just reached a whole lot of new people. And bottom line, you're listening to this, I bet you want to reach new people. So if you said, Sean, sum it up, are you saying do shorts or not? I would say you should be doing YouTube shorts. I just think you should be doing them with a clear understanding of the pros, the cons, the bigger picture, and make sure to listen until the end because I've got some really important final thoughts that'll tie this whole thing together. Number eight, not all views are created equal. So we've kind of made this point, but again, one interesting thing that's happening at Fig Media, grateful for our team growing and if you ever want to be a part of what we're doing here, we are hiring workwiththink.com is the website. Always see what positions are open and whatnot. We have a, a newer editor and he's, he's like pumped, you know, like, dude, the channel is like, think about how radical this is. We typically get 4 million views a month, by the way, really high quality, extremely lucrative Think Media in the last 28 days, as I look over here, made $33,760. Just ad revenue, that's like a pretty stable you know, baseline. And then obviously affiliates, and we'll talk about all different monetization stuff on the YouTube challenge. But we're literally at 21.7 million views. Now this is just total. That's, that's 4X in one month. We're talking about it and I'm like, yeah, what's, what's the big deal? And he's like, dude, what are you talking about? Talking to, you know, one of our editors. And I was like, I mean, it's kind of like empty calories. Like, it's awesome. Uh, hear me, I'm grateful and it's cool, but like, let's see where this goes. But like, I don't know, not all views are created equal. That's number eight. So I'm like, uh, you know, what's, and then we're, you know, calculating the, not a lot of ad revenue, but a lot of subscribers, but what are the qual quality of the subscribers? The, the debate, and I'm curious your take, you know? How do you feel about it? You know, what would you, how would you feel? What do you think of, as far as what's happening at Think Media? Here's what it says in my analytics. 16.7 million more than usual. What my warning would be is that for many, it, this could lead you to maybe make some poor decisions. Some of those could, decisions could be abandoning long form because it appears that short form is what's getting the results. I don't think that's true. I think it's cool. But I'm still at that baseline of that 4 million. Like it's, it's this little sliver compared to this giant mountain of views. One of the, some of the mistakes it could make is you start getting crazy. You think you're blowing up. This is your moment. You've made it. I try to always avoid that mindset for my entire career. I've had a 7 million viewed video long years ago. And I remember it happened. I was like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I want to be super grateful, but like, who cares? Problem is, too many people, it's like the rise and the fall right now. Dude, I'm going viral with shorts. I made it. You know what? I'm going to celebrate. You maybe go start spending money, start going in debt because you're like, this, this ship has left the station and I'm going to ride into the sunset. I've made it. Too many people, I think, are getting too intoxicated with shorts views. And it can lead you to being irrational, making the wrong decisions, losing being grounded, and this is not me putting them down. This is just why one of my brainstorm titles that did not make the cut is that YouTube shorts are like drugs. We had a wild night. 
but dang, the next day sucked. Number eight is not all views are created equal. Number nine, this is a big one. Ask whose brand is this video building? So that number one video, number one video that blew up, I start the video on camera, but I am just the interviewer. You're just inside the mind of the strategic mind of Sean Cannell right now. The thoughtful, grateful, I'm pumped this video is going viral, but it's also Patrick Bet David's platformed as the expert because he is. I'm interviewing him. And again, we're talking about Mr. Beast and everybody knows Mr. Beast. I'm asking you the question, whose brand is that video building? Now, we also have been posting clips from our Growth Video Live conference. Whose brand are those building? The different, whose brand are those clips building? The personal brand of the person? Absolutely. Happy to do it, but just a good question to ask. You also might say, whose brand is it building? Think media. Mm, it's good we have a media brand and not just a personal brand. That's my vision. I want to build the think media brand. So here's the second question for you under number nine. What is the bigger brand you're building? I think this goes back to what can happen with longs, lives, and shorts, but certainly YouTube shorts, is once the algorithm starts to go crazy, you know, once the algorithm starts to suck one of your videos into the algorithm and and uh, you start getting lots of views, all of a sudden, it can start leading you instead of you leading it. It starts to influence your decisions instead of you staying in a place where you're making decisions based on principles, values, long-term vision, clarity of what your channel's about, clarity of your business plan, as opposed to just chasing after more views, trying to maintain. Like That would be a really big thing I'd want to tell the Think Media team. I am not too passionate about maintaining this because if if i was like okay so we just hit 20 million views a month 22 million we got to keep up the 22 million or else we're not valuable and we're doing it wrong if it goes back down to four i'm fine that's our baseline because of search-based content evergreen content so just the question is you know what's the bigger brand you're building and whose brand is this video building that's a good question to faceless channels and youtube automation creators or people that are doing op other people's content or people that are doing AI content. Cause I realize there's a lot of opportunity with AI content, but whose brand is a building. And the thing I would be asking is if you're going to actually build longevity on YouTube and not just experience 15 minutes of fame, it's a good idea for you to be really thoughtful about what's the bigger vision. What's the bigger brand. Is it about going viral or is it about making an impact and having a clear mission and a clear purpose and a clear definition of what winning looks like, of what success really looks like. So if I'm talking to Nathan, it's like, is what we're experiencing on you on, on thick media right now, the definition of success? My answer would be yes and no. It's not my ultimate definition of success. It's the definition of view success. If the only way you were defining success was by getting as many views as possible, then we're being incredibly successful right now. But how do you define success as a YouTubepreneur, a contentpreneur, an entrepreneur is really important, right? 
And if this put us on a conveyor belt of just chasing views and chasing virality, that practically, again, may not be building real substantive viewership, but also even is not is financial. Like what's actually fascinating is there's a lot of more factors beyond just probably YouTube shorts, but our estimated revenue for the channel overall, you know how it tells you it's either more than usual or less than usual for views, subscribers, the senior studio. Our estimated revenue is about the same as usual. So if your definition of success is being able to support your family, you know, pay the bills, pay the rent and have your online business, your YouTube channel, pay the bills, then nothing's even changed on our channel, which is fine. But all I'm asking you, number nine, whose brand are, is this video building? Whose brand is this short building? What's the bigger brand you're building? What is the vision that you have for your YouTube channel overall? And how do you define success? And is your definition of success leading you to healthy habits, healthy behaviors, and healthy decisions? Or perhaps is your definition of success leading you astray from the vision you started with or your core principles that matter most to you? So number 10, community is the key to building lasting success on YouTube. This is not just my opinion. Here's what some in industry executives said. The real problem with the shift to short form video is that these new subscribers don't always represent a community. That could be the reason why some short form creators struggle to build loyal fan bases. At last year's annual creator economy conference, VidCon, some famous short form creators with millions of followers walked around unnoticed or hosted meet and greets where they said no fans came to see them. Now, listen, I understand that for most of us, we're probably not never going to do like a meet and greet at VidCon and be even at that level. And what's cool is people that are in like our video ranking academy, like you never even have to get to that level to go full time, you know, earn a living doing this. You, again, you don't have to be famous, but let's extract the principle. People who had millions of followers, TikTok, YouTube shorts, didn't, weren't able to translate that influence at a place where lots of people were coming to meet their favorite creator. They, they had, it was a ghost town at some of these meetups. The principle is these new subscribers don't always represent a community or loyal fan bases. And what I want to encourage you, it's actually something we're going to be teaching heavily on day two of our three-day challenge is all about how to build a highly engaged community that can actually support you full-time without a huge audience. I would rather have a small, highly engaged audience than millions of random views. I would rather have a small, highly engaged audience and a clear and solid creator economy business model, YouTube money plan, than just getting millions of views. I would rather have a small, highly engaged audience that grows slowly and steadily, but doesn't just grow slowly and steadily this year, but also in 2024. And then in 2026, it's still growing. 
And maybe I never go viral, but in 2028, I'm still here. And by that time, it's like, not only is it full-time, you got a couple of part-time people helping you. You know, if you're a business owner, you've built up this brand, you're starting to get recognized at conference, more notoriety, you're getting to speak, you'd be a subject matter, matter expert because of the channel you built. And it took some time and maybe, but there was never any fireworks. There was never any any crazy moments there was never maybe you don't even get a silver play button 2028 would you be okay if going all in on youtube right now or getting focused again on youtube right now that by 2028 five years from now you had 58,000 subscribers highly engaged you're making $3,300 a month in ad revenue. You're making another $1,200 in affiliate marketing a month, affiliate revenue. Brand sponsorships is about a $25,000 a year revenue stream across 12 months. You have created something to sell. So you're earning another, that's probably your most lucrative thing. So you're earning about 58,000 from the thing that you've created to sell. You're getting emails and comments from the people you're making a difference in their lives and impacting them. And you have a sustainable pace. You're able to have a, a virtual assistant manage your email, manage your inbox, and you're able to have two part time video editors that you're dropboxing footage to to help you sustain content. One's helping you chop up YouTube shorts and vertical video, and one is helping you with your longer form video. And you're able to, when you want to work, you know, 40 hours a week or even 50 because you love what you do, but you're also able to work 10 to 20 and travel because of the momentum you've built on the more substantial content, long form. Would you be okay with that? But no silver play button. And no one really recognizes you most places. Like maybe if you go, if you're like in cooking and you go to like a cooking conference, people come up to you. But like, other than that, the cool thing is you, you aren't accosted at the the Ralph's or the Piggly Wiggly. You're able to just kind of live your life, work from home, have a life on your own terms and be your own boss. Would you be okay with that? Community is the key to building lasting success on YouTube. And new subscribers and viral shorts don't always represent a community and they don't always build loyal fan bases. What's your vision? What are you trying to build? Are you okay with sacrificing ego or vanity metrics or just the desire for as much fame as possible? And I bet if you're listening to this, that's probably not your core desire. It's not like you maybe want to be famous. However, you've believed the lie that going viral And having a massive following is the only way to create full-time success in the creator economy. And it's just not true. This is why I love and hate YouTube shorts. But here's one of my favorite things that I want to land the plane with um, and that I think ties this whole thing together. And it's this. Um, Rich Devini wrote a book called Attributes. And it's all about, do you have what it takes to succeed in any situation? And so according to this retired commander who ran training for the Navy SEALs, true optimal performance goes beyond just skill. And it's all about attributes. This is interesting. 
because you know how much we emphasize you need to skill up. You need to learn new skills. You need to develop new skills. But even more important than skills, the author of this book, highly researched, the book is very highly acclaimed, says you need to have attributes. They are learnable. They are developable. And they're the things that actually are like the fuel to the fire of skills. They're like the jet fuel. You get the fire started with skills, but attributes are really what make the difference. And one of the attributes that Rich writes about in the book is resilience. Resilience. What does this have to do with YouTube? Everything. And I would have thought if you said, hey, Sean, what's the definition of resilience? I, I, I would have thought it means like you don't quit. I would have thought, you know, resilience means like, yeah, you know, if that person gets a setback, they keep going. Which is kind of what it means, but let me give you the actual definition. Here's what resilience means. Resilience is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. It's the ability of a substance or an object to spring back into shape. It's like elasticity. So if you think about like a rubber band gets bent out of shape, if you stretch it, maybe you have an uncle or a spouse or a boyfriend who often gets bent out of shape. They need grace. Just continue to love them, right? And maybe you yourself can find that when the kids are grading on your emotions or the bad news or a stressful day, you get bent out of shape. Resilience is how quickly do you spring back to the original form? Elasticity. So what I love about this is what he taught about, and this is completely relevant to YouTube and so relevant to YouTube shorts and just the roller coaster ride of your YouTube analytics in general is resilience is if you have the best day of your life, the best month on your YouTube channel, the highest high on your YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. Like we're experiencing right now at this exact moment on Think Media, 21.7 million views, 16.7 million views more than usual. The highest high. Resilience doesn't just apply to the lowest of lows. It also applies to the highs. And if you had the highest high, how, how long does it take you to just spring back into shape? Highest high, no big deal. I'm back to baseline, back on the grind, making new videos, three-day challenge later this week, recording a podcast right now. Sean, how do you feel about it? I'm celebrating it. I'm honoring it. I'm grateful. I'm humble. Did it change anything? Not at all. Resilience, back to baseline, just doing the steady work, slow and steady wins. Now, if you also have the lowest of lows, like, oh my gosh, my channel's dying. It's not up green arrows, it's down red arrows. What's wrong? Did the algorithm break? Am I being shadow banned? What's going on? I don't know. Back to the grind, back to the work, back to baseline. You spring back into shape. If you get pulled up or you get pulled down, resilience is you spring back into shape. And so when it comes to the painful truth about YouTube shorts, I think that ultimately we should use them. I think we should do long form. I think we should do lives. I think we should do YouTube shorts. But I think we should be, we should have a sound mind, sober thinking, and we should be resilient. So literally, it's 4 million views a month is incredible, right? Like that's like the baseline. And that's like high quality search-based evergreen. Took think media a long time to build that. And it is literally like Snowpiercer, keep Snowpiercer on the tracks. It keeps us alive no matter what's happening in the world. 
niche reference. And, and we're able to live and sustain and hire people and do things because of long form search-based educational content that has a pretty high RPM, pretty high CPM. And that's a good even baseline for us. That's what we've built right now. There's this crazy virality, but Sean, how is it like changing your decisions or changing what you're doing? It's not baseline. Sean, do you guys ever experience setbacks at Think Media? Yeah, like anybody, and even more so just in life in general. You know, you're trying to build a YouTube channel, but like you got conflict with your spouse. You guys fought right before you went live. You know, it's tri- like this is so hard. Kids just threw up somewhere, came in, dumped your brand new hot coffee all over your crotch. Now, like your crotch is on burning from scalding hot coffee. You just ruined your pants. You got to go live. You're super stressed. Your camera battery's dead. You thought you're going to charge it the night before. You're like, this was the shoot day. Everything is going wrong. Got a phone call, got some bad news. Heard that banks are collapsing. It's kind of hard to keep your mindset positive in a negative world. Resilience. I don't get bent out. If you get bent out of shape, like we all do, how quickly do you come back to baseline? How quickly can you come back and recover from difficulties? And what's interesting is resilience is actually the capacity to withstand, to not even be affected. I think one of the biggest ones is the highs. Oh my gosh, everyone's saying such nice things. Your ego starts getting puffed up, starts going to your head, start getting a little bit prideful. Oh, like, man, I'm, (laughs) you start reading your own mail. I'm crushing it, man. Woo. Like I made it. Starts going to your head. Pride comes before the fall. So you want to recover quickly, get back to baseline from any, from any of the highs or the difficulties and the lows and spring back into shape. My friend, I think that that is one of the most important attributes that you need in the creator economy is resilience. Are we going to lean more into YouTube shorts and be thoughtful about what we're learning and, and double down on them? We already were. We, by the way, it took 150 days for the shorts to break out. In my mind, this isn't surprising me. I was like, this is the kind of stuff that I knew would happen because I just commit to doing the work. And I know that if I do the work today and I get 1% better with every upload, and these days, if I create a team and a culture and systems, and obviously we're going to be touching on it on the free challenge, we have the seven RVRA system. We just keep working the system. And... YouTube shorts didn't do much for us for about two years. Mind you, we weren't posting them for about just here and there for about nine months, then half-heartedly for about six. It's hard to do new stuff. But in the last two, three, we've been basically every day we don't upload a full-length video, we upload a YouTube short. So we've just been working the system. Baseline. Sean, are you super pumped about shorts? Kind of. I'm pumped about YouTube all the things. And it's part of the entire pie. So those are that's the good, the bad, and the ugly of YouTube shorts. I'm excited about the future. And I think it's also the Wild West. Sean, what is the practical thing I should be doing? I think you should be experimenting. I think you should be testing. I think you should be always doing experiments. I think you should lean into YouTube shorts. I definitely don't think they're the only thing you should do. I don't think they're what create legacy community and real fan bases, but I think they're a great asset and a way to get exposed to a new audience. But I'm curious what you think. And again, 
check out the challenge, learnvideo2023.com. That is starting this week. If you go to learnvideo2023.com, then you can learn all of the details about it. It's going to be awesome. So friends, I hope you got value out of this episode. Make sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Think Media Podcast.